Isaiah 64 is a very unusual chapter. We'll read it, and we won't do the entire thing, but it, it, it is going to take a moment. This is Isaiah crying out, but what a cry. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, and you would come down, and that the mountains might flow down at your presence. He's crying, oh God, we're in a mess. Can't you come? Can't you fix this? Someone's life is going to be changed. As a matter of fact, why don't you just receive your healing right now? Why don't you just take it by faith? Take it in advance. God, I don't care what they're going to teach today. I receive it in the name of Jesus because it's your Bible and it's the word and it doesn't lie. Receive your blessing because the end of this message is according to your faith, be it unto you. Somebody get a little hungry. At least for an hour of today, maybe two. Get a little hungry. Say, God, give it to me because I want it and I want to receive it. Oh, that you would rend the heavens. Imagine this cry. Oh, that you would tear heaven open and stop this distance between you and I. Even a perceived distance. Oh, that you would reveal yourself to me because I can't do it. After all, God, you have to do it. Oh, that you would do this. What a cry that you would tear the heaven open. And then he begins to describe the effect of God's presence, that the mountains would flow down with golden oil and fire because of the presence of God. As when the melting fire burns, the fire that causes the waters to boil, to make thy name known to everyone, all of your enemies, all of the nations, Oh, that you would be so present, so manifest, that there wouldn't be any doubt. And the nations would quake in fear as realizing the creator of creation has shown up. It's a cry from this prophet. When you did terrible things, which we did not even look for, when you came down the mountains, they flowed down at your presence. When he came at Mount Sinai, the mountains quaked and trembled at the sight of the presence of God. Oceans could cease. Storms abated at the presence of God. Hail made out of fire. Oceans separating and open at the presence of God. One angel has his foot on a continent and his other foot in the middle of the ocean. One angel the stars, the constellations, trembling because here is Jehovah. And Isaiah is crying, why don't you come? God, come. Even in our sinful state, you will see. When you did those terrible things, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor anyone perceived by ear. Neither has the eye seen, O oh God, aside from you, what you've prepared for those that wait for you. Imagine, he's so astounded at this revelation, and he says, no one can imagine the most creative minds in the world, from the movies, from writing articles and books, parchments, the geniuses, Shakespeare at his best, cannot conceive in their wildest stretch of an imagination what God wants to do 
for his children. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 You will meet him that rejoice and worships righteousness. Those that remember you in your ways, even though you're angry, because we have sinned and we know that we shall be saved. But we also know that all of our righteousness is as an unclean thing, as a filthy rag. But there's none that calls on your name truly. There's none that stirs himself up properly to seek and take hold of you. You've hid your face from us. You've consumed many of us due to our iniquities, our sins. But look at his cry, and then we'll talk. But now, O oh Lord, you're our Father. We're the clay, and you are our potter. And we, all of us, are the work of your hands. Don't be angry anymore. Don't be sore. Please, Father, restrain yourself. Hold back your anger. Don't remember our inequity. We beseech thee. We beg thee. We are your people. This is the cry of open up the heavens. Rend it open. He's looking for something. He's saying, God, come. Now, he's allowable and he can utter that prayer. That's okay. And he prays it properly. A beseeching heart, broken and torn. Rend the heavens. Come, we're a mess. We're sinners. We're paying the price. All those promises that you promised us, those imaginations we can't even imagine, we're entitled to it because you said so. But we've disqualified ourselves due to our sins. So now we're asking you, give us a second chance. Forgive us our sins. Come down, Father. Let's do it again. Restore everything we've lost. All those mistakes, all those wrong turns, all those bad decisions. God, you're God, and you are our God, and we are your children. Come again. The, the cry is magnificent. But while it's okay for Isaiah to cry that, it's not okay for us. You see, because 600 years later, he had to wait 600 years for God to rend the heavens. 600 years later, Mark, who knew Isaiah's writings very well, writes that Jesus of Nazareth came to be baptized by him in the Jordan. And straightway, coming out of the river, coming out of that Jordan, he saw the heavens torn open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice said, Behold, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. You see, 600 years later, God answered that very prayer and tore the heavens open to come and take care of this issue, to come and say, all those promises that I made, all those imaginations you can't even imagine, I've come to give them to you. My God, we cannot pray, God, tear the heavens open. He did tear the heavens open. We can't say, God, come. He has come. So what's the problem? Because this really worked. Look, look, even if you don't believe the Bible just yet, even if you're not a Christian just yet, that means you're a believer probably in history. You do believe George Washington lived, Julius Caesar, Napoleon. I, I believe you believe that. There's enough history books 
and writings to prove that. Well, think about that. You know, I'm gonna. I, how do I rephrase this? So I don't offend people. Just yeah, it's okay until you get the texts and the emails. <laughs> when when the thread you're, you're going like this, and it keeps going and going and going. Yeah, my Lord Almighty. Let's do it as kindly as we can. Let's do it nicely, in Jesus' name, by the grace, grace. Here's the issue. If you remember, this earth was changed in a little short of 300 years, and it really was, and history attests. It really was. What happened? It begins in Acts, where we're told, you know the scripture, go into all the world, preach the gospel. You're going to be a witness to me. Judea, Samaria, outermost parts of the world. But the very next scripture, something unusual. It says, they were gazing up to heaven, looking at Jesus as he ascended into the stars. And the angels show up and go, what are you looking at? My God, Jesus, we're looking at Jesus. Go, what good is that going to do you? Go to the upper room and get baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you're going to be witnesses all over the world. Stop looking for Jesus. You're going to become Jesus and go be Jesus. They got it right away. They didn't go, yeah, but. They're not in the American modern culture, yeah, but. No, no, no. They go, oh. And they run to the upper room and wait 10 days till Pentecost. They get baptized. You know the story. Now, here's where the nuances come in. I know we're all very intelligent people here, by the grace of God. Someone must know the qualification that it was for Elijah to receive the double portion from Elijah. Anybody know what it was? He had to see him? Is that what you said? He had to see it. So, and he said, unless you see him, you can't receive that promise. It's too difficult. You have to see him. And it's clear. There's, there's no ambiguity. If you see it, you might have it. If you don't see it, you're not getting it. Done. Finished. No way. So you know the story. He followed him everywhere. Persistence, which is another preaching, fabulous preaching, teaching. And finally, he sees it. And he receives the mantle, the double portion, which we will discuss later. Now watch what happens. So we, like the apostles, are looking at Christ and looking for Christ. So many people are looking for God to resolve their issue. So many. They're looking for God to come, rend the heavens, enter into my situation, resolve my job, my employment, my health, my relationship. Fix it, God. Come, visit me. Rend this problem. Come and visit me. And they're looking for God to come. So now the apostles are told the same thing. What are you looking at? Go and get baptized. They do. Now, we then refer to an Old Testament theology. It's a wonderful story, but it's Old Testament theology. There's a new covenant better. So the criteria in the Old Testament was, unless you see me, you can't have that blessing. You're not going to get the double portion, which all it was was a cry that I want to be like you. I want the dignity of sonship. I want the double portion. I want to be your son. A modern-day plea would be, I want to be Jesus. I want to be the firstborn and get the power and the love and the dignity, the position, the nobility of being a child of God. Wonderful. You have to see him. But in the New Testament, 
Jesus says the opposite. Jesus says to doubting Thomas, you want to be blessed because you see, but blessed are those that believe and don't see. Entirely opposite theology. So it becomes a matter of faith because either you're going to believe you're the body of Jesus Christ and figure out what that means or you're going to believe you're not the body of Jesus Christ always looking for God to come always looking for the heavens to be rent which already happened 2,000 years ago I repeat it's okay for Isaiah to pray that prayer it's ridiculous for a Christian to pray that prayer God rend the heavens I did why don't you act like I did? Why don't you believe that I did and stop looking for me? No, no, why? Wait, it gets better. Here's another nuance that we have to get because the Bible interprets itself. So after Elijah, you got to hear this, after Elijah receives the double portion, splits the Jordan, Elijah's the second guy, he got the double portion, he takes the mantle, opens up the river of death, dominating, domineering death, that's what that river means crosses over with power the prophets all of them are saying oh snap the spirit of Elijah is on Elijah they acknowledge it they see it they see it they acknowledge it and what's the next thing they do they go to Elijah and they go whoa wait a second we had to change of mind it could be that God took Elijah and put him over on that mountain Elijah goes, what? Didn't, didn't, didn't you, I, do you see this mantle? Yeah. Did you see what I did with it? Yeah. You saw the spirit come on me. Absolutely. Well then, no, we have to look for Elijah. Nothing has changed. Gazing up, trying to find Jesus Christ, thinking they have to see something to get something. And here, after God appears, still finding a reason to not believe. Nothing has changed. Nothing. So they go and spend days looking for Elijah. They come back. No Elijah? Obviously not. They have the spirit of Elijah sitting in front of them. Or as we would say today, you have Jesus Christ sitting in front of you. He happens to be inside of you. He can't get much closer than that. But a total lack of awareness. A total blindness to the fact. That the scripture says you are God's and the scripture cannot be broken. You are children of God and the scripture cannot be broken. You are full of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, and, and yet they're looking for something. Instead of realizing the kingdom is within you and it does not come with observation. Stop looking for it and be it. Stop waiting for gold dust to fall on your head. Take a little oil and go pray for somebody who's sick and God will show up. You have God inside of you. Start believing it. But you're not believing it if you're not acting like it. Don't tell me somebody gave you a billion dollars, you wouldn't go shop for something. I mean, after the stunning revelation, you might tell your friend, we're not going to McDonald's today. We're going to a better restaurant. You know you would. You may not buy a billion dollar house, but something might change don't tell me if you really believe you have God inside of you that nothing changes there's something wrong there's something inherently wrong we have been stuck in Old Testament theology oh God rend the heavens he did he then listen I'll make it simple this is where I didn't want to offend 
Isaiah was looking for something remarkable. And when you read it slowly and ponder each scripture, what was he looking for? A physical manifestation that would shake the stars. He was looking for the universe to tremble. He was looking for mountains to melt. He was looking for rivers to run with golden oil. He was looking for physical manifestations beyond anyone's anyone's imagination. And he that's what he felt and saw that the presence of God would do. Yeah, I kind of think the guy who created the constellations has certain uh, Jehovah has a certain presence about him. When they opened up the ark of the covenant and took off the mercy seat, mind you, that's what covered the wrath of God, the presence of God, the mercy seat. They decided to get curious, take off the cover and say, let me look in there. And they were an entire town, thousands upon tens of thousands of people vaporized because they just inched the cover one little tiny centimeter off and the presence of God was there. The guy who created all that, I'm not sure you want him walking in the room in that condition. You want him walking in the room like Jesus Christ. You want him coming in the Holy Spirit, a dove. You want him coming, oh my goodness, someone we can deal with and reckon with. So while he's looking for the, I mean, wow factor, here comes the real wow factor. The creator of all the universe coming in the form of a man, baptized in the Holy Spirit, gentle as a dove, coming to bless us, to show us what Isaiah was asking for. Things beyond our wildest imagination. Things that can come true when you are convinced, man, that is so dead, it could never come alive. It's what Job said, as long as there's a stump of a tree, they can cut the tree down to one inch, and it can be covered in moss, dead for 200 years. But God said, if the stump is there, I can grow a forest. Ladies and gentlemen, please, You've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. But unless you act like it, by faith, stop saying, I want to see something. Look at what we just read. See something. He said, no, this is New Testament. Blessed are you that will believe in spite of not seeing. Those are the ones that will see in the future. Those are the ones that will see the magnificent manifestation of God in Jesus' name.